0: honor and all the praise in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good and all the time God is good. We give God the praise and you are welcome. Hallelujah. And we know that God has a good word for us today. We're going to continue. Can we lower these, please, uh, to the lowest? Or oh, actually, maybe put one off. Yes, thank you. Hallelujah to Jesus. We're going to continue with what God has for us. What have we been talking about? We've been talking about strategies for prayer. Amen. Strategies for prayer. Daniel 6.10. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10. Amen. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber towards Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did. A full time. Hallelujah. We talked about the fact that prayer is very, very important. We also read from Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Let's read Mark 1 35. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. So Jesus Christ, a great while before day, he went out to a quiet place and prayed. So we talked about the fact that it's important to have corporate prayer, but it's also very important to have your personal prayer time. You and I need our own one-on-one personal time with the Lord. The Bible says that God told Moses, Moses, I want you to leave the people, and I want you to climb up to the mountain, and I want you to come alone so that I can, you, can, you and I can commune together. Amen? And it was at that time that God was able to speak to him mouth to mouth. Wow. If that can happen these days, may that happen to me. Uh, you can also see me, that happened to you. Where God went mouth to mouth as a man speaker to a friend. So it means that God spoke to him, hello, how are you? I really think we should work with the people of Israel and let's try to get them to trust in me, God is saying. And then Moses, they are communing, they are talking. That's why God told Moses that I would be gracious unto you. Then Moses said, if you would show me grace, then show me your grace that I would have or show me your favor and show me your grace. I want more grace in your sight. I want more grace in your sight. And God said, I will show you myself. I will let my goodness pass before you. This was discussions. May that be your portion. At least I that, that want that to be my portion. Amen. So you see that Jesus, a great while before day, he went to a solitary place. And there he prayed. Luke 6.12. Luke 6.12. Luke chapter 6 and verse 12. Hallelujah. And it came, Luke 6, 12. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night long in prayer. All night, continued all night in prayer to God. You and I must get to the point where, as Christians, we should be able to pray all night to God. All night. Amen. Amen. And if the Son of God, God manifested in the flesh, the second person of the Godhead, the one who created the universe. Now, when you look at, let's quickly look at John chapter 1 from verse 1 to 3. And then we'll look at Colossians chapter 1 from verse 14 to about 18. Hallelujah. And we'll see the, the person who had to pray. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was with God in the beginning. So what was, there was someone who was with God in the beginning, the distant past, before there was a beginning, before there was a time, before time, zero, there was someone who was with God, besides God, co-equal with God, who, hallelujah. And. He was, in the beginning was that word, and that word was with God, and that word was God. In the, The same was with God in the beginning. All things, oh glory, all things were made by the word, him. And without him, that is the word, was not anything made that was made. In him was light, that's the word, or him was life verse 4. In the word, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now go to verse 12. But as many as received him, talking about the word, to them gave he power or the right or the privilege to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Oh, am I speaking to somebody? Verse 13. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of men, or of the flesh, nor of of the will of man, but of God. Meaning that they were not born of human origin. They were not born flesh and blood. Which were born? They were born of the spirit. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word... And what the word, that's the word or God was made flesh and tabernacled or dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The word, who is God, we be, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. So that word is Jesus. That same Jesus, that same word is the one who said, I am. I am. He told Moses that I am that I am. Tell the people of Israel that I am sent to you, me. That's why Jesus said, you can look for that verse. I think it's John chapter 10. Look, look at 38, 39, one of those places. Jesus said to them, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. And they said, you are not yet 50 years old and have you seen Abraham? Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Then they took up stones to stone him. Why? Because he was identifying himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. If you can find it, that's okay. Now go to Colossians or Colossians. There's a history to the Colossians. Colossians and Colossians. Colossians, I used to preach Minneapolis and when I'm preaching I'll say and the Bible says in Colossians but there were some people who did not understand the accent of Colossians so what did did he say? Oh no, this this is it. Oh, Colossians! (laughs) So because of that I have to say the two. Because it is an international church. It's not just for Africans. It's for every person, every race. Hallelujah. We start seeing a lot of whites soon. We start seeing Indians, Chinese, everyone. Hallelujah. So Colossians, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn or, uh, or, or the first rank of every creature? Hallelujah. Jehovah's Witness took that end. Unfortunately, uh, had some different... Go to verse 15. Different things to say about that, but we'll talk about that later on. But first in rank. King David was the firstborn of all kings. Hallelujah. means first in rank. He was not the first king. Saul was the first king, but he was the first in rank. Hallelujah. Also, Jesus is the firstborn of the dead, or to be resurrected. He's the first to be resurrected with a glorified body, so you have preeminence over all. But let's look at verse 16. For by him where all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions. This is at the order. Thrones, high level. Or dominions. Or principalities. Now these are the ones we are fighting against. So there are thrones and dominions that are higher than the, the devil and the things we are fighting against. Did you get that? And principalities and powers. All things were created by him and for him. Verse 17. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. And it goes on. And he's the head. Hallelujah. So this is the one who was praying. This is the one who had to rely on his father by praying every day. If he could pray every day because he needed the father. That's the father God. How much more you and I? How much more you and I? The Bible says that he had to depend on the Holy Spirit. He needed to pray. But he knew he was from above. He said, I am from above. When you read Philippians chapter 2, from verse 4 onwards, let's go look at Philippians 2. Let this mind be in you. Uh, Verse 5, I think it's verse 6. Let this mind be in you. Verse 5, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal. Is everything okay? We are yes. still in verse 5. Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God? What does this mean? It means that Jesus Christ, there are verses that will explain it, but when you read really it, thinking James is a bit blind to us. What does it mean, robbery? Where is the robbery in it? But thought it's not robbery to be equal with God. Meaning that he being God, he did not feel the need to cling to his divine rights as God. So when he was on the earth, he laid aside, aside his divine rights. And he did not think equality to, with God, which he was, was something he needed to cling on to. He did not think his deity or his being God was something he needed to grasp or hold on to. Let's look at NLT. Let's look at some, one or two verses. Hallelujah. Okay, NLT, uh, Though he was God, he did not demand the, and cling to his rights as God. Hallelujah. Now, go back to King Jesus and Let's continue. But made himself of no reputation, verse 7, and being, uh, verse seven but, made, uh, but, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And then it goes on to continue. So it means that this is our God, made in the likeness of men. But he is God, fully God and fully man. He became the God man. And yet he needed to pray every day. When he was making decisions, when he was going to choose the apostles, he needed to pray all night. Rising up a great while before day. Sometimes you exclude himself and pray because he knew that he, he knew that the importance of being dependent on his father. How much more you and I we've not seen any we've not seen anything. We've not even gone to heaven and come back. Many of us have not even seen the vision, even half of what Apostle Paul said. Apostle Paul said, I've been, I was caught up in the. Well, he is trying to say that it wasn't him, but he gives himself away in, in, in scripture. That he knows a man, whether in the body or out of the body, he doesn't know, who was caught up to the third heavens. It was him. When you read it, you clearly see that he commits himself and says, I. It was him. Hallelujah. All this. And he had. He Wonderful things, too wonderful to express or to even say. He's not allowed or uh, permitted to say. And yet, he was always praying. He even said, I thank God, I pray in thanks more than you all. So I, I just want to encourage you to know that, look, it means that praying, we need to pray. We need to pray. What are the principles Daniel used to pray? Daniel was very consistent in his prayer life. What were his principles? Number one, prayer is very important. You and I need to know that prayer is very, very important. Now, life in this world is such that it's very difficult to have a a consistent prayer life unless you know it's important, unless you decide in yourself that this is very important. Otherwise, it's going to be difficult to maintain a prayer life. What do I mean by that? If you are too busy to pray, you have to tell yourself, and I have to tell myself, if I'm too busy to pray, then I'm too busy. We also have to tell ourselves that if I didn't get a chance to pray during the day, I'm not going to sleep till I pray. Even if it's going to cost me an hour of sleep. It shows that prayer is very important. Hallelujah. Those on Zoom, amen. It shows that prayer is very important. Otherwise, you will not pray. Because you and I, we do, no matter how difficult it is, when something is very important to us, we'll do it. Number two, no one is ever too busy, too blessed, or too successful to pray. If God has blessed you and he's blessed you greatly, then know that he's just started. Who glory. It shows that he's just started. It means more to come. There was someone who had some difficulties and I told, and then God blessed him and I told him that Watch this, but this is just the start. This this is the starting of many big, wonderful blessings. Every time there's a new blessing, then he tells me that, look, yeah, I remember what you said. Every time, the blessings just keep coming over and over and over again. In the same way, God is going to continue to bless us over and over and over again. Amen. But don't let it stop you from praying. Number four. Prayer is important in acquiring and sustaining the blessings of God. Even to sustain it, we need to pray. Daniel was someone who we can use as an example. Because he acquired God's blessings and sustained the blessings. Like I said, the first world empire, Nebuchadnezzar, he was second in command. Then his grandson, another regime in the same empire, he was second in command under Belshazzar. Hallelujah! Now it was Nebuchadnezzar's uh, 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 grandson. So it means that his son might have been in another area. We don't know at least according to history. Then the, Persi- the Medes and the Persians took over and Daniel still maintained his high position even though the enemy empire came to overthrow his empire Think about it. If you are second in command and someone overthrows your empire, would they make you second in command? No. You'd be in jail because you could be, yeah, a trouble a threat. But they made him second in command. Why? Because he maintained his prayer. He was someone who prayed consistently three times a day. So prayer is something that will cause you and I to sustain the blessings of God in our lives. Amen. Now look at Psalm 91, verse 14. uh, NLT, please. Am I preaching to somebody? Oh, sorry, NASB, NASB. NASB. NASB, Psalm 91, verse 14. Because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him I will set him securely on high because he has known, has known my name. Not on high, but securely on high. There's a difference between someone on high and someone securely on high. Now, if you are high, you can be brought down. Oh, there are so many CEOs and people who have been brought down. But when you are securely on high, then depending on the strength of the person who put you there, it, you, it, it will determine how long you'll be there. But there is no one greater than God. So if God secure who oh glory to God. If God secures you on high, then you are permanently on high. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? But that comes by being close to God and prayer. You realize because He had set his love upon me. When you love someone, you speak to the person. <laughs> and you know his name. His name. Who oh glory. I said his name. Amen. Let me just give you a glimpse. Very soon, I'm giving you a prelude, but very soon we'll talk about the name of Jesus, Amen. which unlocks every door. It's the key that unlocks every door, the name of Jesus. Let's give a glimpse. Look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 20 to 23, the key that unlocks every door. Many people use the name of Jesus in Jesus' name, like, I, at least I used to do it. Oh, I pray, oh God, that you give me this house in Jesus' name, just as an end to a prayer. Full stop, or just an end. They say, the Bible says we should say in Jesus' name, so we are saying in Jesus' name. But that's different from, as you are saying in Jesus' name, you know that I've used the name, therefore it's concluded. Two different ways of using the name. For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our hearts condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask of him, we receive of him because we keep his commandments. And we do those things that are pleasing in His sight. And this is His commandment, verse 24, or verse 23, that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. As for love one another as He gave us commandment, I think we all know, just go to 1 Corinthians 13. Don't listen to what anyone says. Just listen to 1 Corinthians 13. Don't listen to what I say. Don't listen to what any pastor says. Go to 1 Corinthians 13 and 1 John that talks about love. Then you know what love is. So that one... I think, let's skip that for now. We are talking about love, but let's understand. The, believe in the name. Believe in the name. What does it mean to believe the name? So answered prayer is, is, is dependent on believing on the name. But he's writing to Christians. 1 John 2, 1 makes it clear that it is Christians. My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. My little children, he's writing to Christians. So, where is... I thought Christians believe in the name of Jesus. There's a difference between believing in Jesus and believing in his name. Oh, am I preaching to somebody? There is a difference. There are many Christians who believe in Jesus, heaven-bound, but can die early. Or might be heaven-bound, God will be pleased with them, but might not be successful. But there are other Christians who believe in Jesus Christ... And believe in his name, the power of his name. That at the mention of his name, Jesus, or at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Whether in heaven, earth, under the earth. Now, an, an example of this in Acts. Peter and John were going towards a key gate called Beautiful. And they met a man who was lame from birth. Who was daily put in front of the gate called Beautiful. Jesus saw him many times but passed by. Because he was always going there. And then when the disciples were going, Peter and John stopped and fixed their eyes on him. The man feeling that he was going to get arms from them, Peter fixed his eyes on him and said, Silver and gold, I don't have, but I will give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And what happened in verse 7? And he took him by the hand, right hand, and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Oh, hallelujah! And then let's let's go. And he leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Then, as time was going by, this the people were astonished. Isn't this the man who was lame? What is he doing leaping? What is he doing, jumping around? What is going on? Then they saw Peter. Wow, these are wild guys. These are, are, are men of God. I mean, these, these are miracle workers. Then Peter said, Why look ye on us? Peter saw it. He answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we have made this man to walk? Continue. The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob and the God of our fathers have glorified his son Jesus whom you delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But he denied the Holy One. Continue. Okay. Get to the part. And his name. So he was trying to say that it was not because of anything. And his name. Good. Verse 16. And his name. There you go. Through faith in his name. Not in him only. In his name. Through faith in his name. And then we read 1 John 3, which says that you keep his commandments by believing in his name. Through faith in his name hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him. Have given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So, this verse is saying that faith in his name and faith in Jesus too. Faith in his name. Who glory? Faith in his name. Yes. Faith in his name. So, when you read Psalm 91, he will set you securely on high because you have known his name. You have known his name. You have known my name. Because you have known my name, I will set you securely on high. Because when you pray to me, you are praying in my name, which I know you believe, and you are, oh, glory. You you, you are mentioning my name, not as an end of a prayer, but I'm coming in the name of this person. I am praying to you, and I'm saying, What I'm asking, I'm requesting my, what I'm asking for in his name. And he has obtained a more excellent name. He has fought and he has prevailed. He has died and risen again. And he has been given a name that is higher than every name, that every knee should bow. So I'm using that name. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. Yes. But it comes by prayer. We need to pray. We need to pray. We need to pray. Oh, glory to God. Number five. For prayer to be effective, it must be habitual. For prayer to be effective, it must be a habit. Some people pray when Things are not going well. Only. As if Jesus is a parachute. Some people pray because a parachute is emergency. You're about to go. Yeah. Some people pray when things are not going well. As soon as things go well, Jesus, you see me when I'm not things are not going well. That's when you see me. See you. Thank you very much. See you later. If you are lucky. Because as for God, I, even I, because of me. So God wants a relationship with us more than we want with him. So I know you want a relationship with me. I know you want to hear from me all the time. But when I'm having issues, you hear from me. Once in a while, when I feel like it, when I have time, you'll get five minutes, three minutes, if you will. But thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. And down, I'm preaching good here. Yeah. A man called Dostoevsky said the second half of a man's life is made up of habits he acquired in the first half. That's why children, you try to get them in the right path in the first half. Because after that, it's on them. Many chickens will say, Oh, I wish I had listened, or I'm glad I listened. Hallelujah. So it's very important. And even it's never too late. Even when we are older, we can acquire habits. Hallelujah. The strength of a man's virtues is made up of his habitual acts. It takes well, some say three weeks, some say sixty six days to form a habit. Continuously doing something for 66 days. Let's take the longer one. For 66 days will get you to form a habit. So a habit can be formed. If every day you are reading before you sleep, every day consistently, by the 66th day, you'll be able to form a habit and continue to do it. Amen. If every time... You tell yourself, which is something I'm trying to do. It's a work in progress. Because sometimes I suffer in the evening if I don't do this. I'll pray. I'll not uh, watch anything on the television till I've prayed and had my quiet time. That's a habit I'm trying to form. Then you break it and you suffer in the evening because you're sleepless. Hallelujah. But if I don't want to have that problem, what do I do? I form a habit of making sure after work or lunch lunchtime, whatever, I make sure I have my prayer time. I have my Bible study before I watch anything. That is a habit you can form if you do it every day for 66 days. Hallelujah. Or I will not eat lunch. Or I will not eat dinner. Or I will not do the thing I like to do until whatever it is. It's different for everyone. But let me tell you one thing that will hit hard. I'll not go on social media till I've prayed. Who, I'll not go on social media till I've prayed. I've had my quiet time. No IG. I don't know that that's what they call it now, the youngsters. No IG, no Instagram. No Facebook. Facebook, I think, is the older people. No Snap. Snap is the even younger gra- crowd. Facebook, I think, is past the, the, the older. But... IG is a certain age. Snap is a different age. Then what? Uh, TikTok. We need to get on TikTok. <laughs> then TikTok. I have Snap. I have TikTok. I've not used it yet, but I'll set it up too. Hallelujah. But I need to make sure I've prayed for an hour. I've had my quiet time before I, I, what, real, no, no, what? Streak. Before I streak. I will not streak till I've prayed. Yes, it's hitting home. I will not streak because streaking, how long does it take? It's a few seconds. But after streaking, you go, you chat and do other that stuff. That's a good habit to form. That's a very good habit to form because then you are got, Because we all know that many people can't live without social media. Social media will live in social media. So if you tell yourself that this thing that is so dear to me, I cannot do without, I cannot sleep without clicking the snap or whatever, I can't. I can't. Let me, it, it, you, if it's a habit, you make sure you've prayed and had your quiet time before. So that is a way to guarantee. So day one is a struggle. Okay, I better pray because I want to streak or I want to whatever. Then day two. Okay, I missed day two. Okay, it didn't work out. I went on social media and didn't pray. No problem. Day three, God is such that it doesn't count your fault against you. Day three, his messages are new every morning. Then you continue. You miss day four. No problem. You continue till it's a habit. It's not what you've done that counts. It's what you do afterward. Oh, I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. So, it didn't work, but I'll continue till it works. A righteous man falls seven times, but he will rise. So, I, yeah, I failed it, but I'll continue and, until it's a habit. Because it's a good habit. It's a very good habit. Hallelujah. Jesus formed very, very good habits. As was his custom. Look at Luke 4.16. lucas 4 16 and he came to nazareth where he had been brought up and as his custom or habit was he went into the synagogue on the sabbath day and stood up for to read so like what we do the bible reading jesus went to the synagogue and just went and opened the bible and read that's where he found because. The Bible is just recently that it had verses and chapters before Isaiah. I mean, have you ever, uh, 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 even Saul of Tarsus, I mean, Apostle Paul, the New Testament, have you ever seen a letter with verses and chapters? If I'm sending you a letter, will I have verses and chapters? No. It's to make it easier for us to have reference. So it's a blessing for us. Hallelujah. But it was his custom, it was his routine. Daniel's routine was to pray three times a day. Let's look at Daniel 6.10 again. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did a four time, as he did on a regular basis. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to do our best to form habits. Prayer, I've come to see, I've met many Christians who in the past, they were in, on fire for the Lord. Some of even their converts were even pastors, became pastors. I mean, these were people who were very, very high in the Lord, if, whatever that definition means. Hallelujah. But they were close to God. Because I'm saying high in the law, because what my definition of high might be different from God's. Don't shut me down. I'm preaching good. So this guy, he came, he was from Africa. He moved to the United States. And he started to pray as usual. Pray, read his Bible. And then he got work. You have to pay your bills. God said, if you don't work, you don't eat. So God expects us to pay our bills. There's no way that God will say that, just be lazy or just take it easy. No, no, no. You have to work hard. So this guy was working hard to pay his bills. As he was paying his bills, circumstances did not permit him to have enough time for prayer. So as he was praying, maybe he prays every day, seven days a week. Then, because of work, six days a week. Then, because of work, five days a week. Then, because of work, it's understandable. You and now understand. By the end of the day, let's find out how it ended. Four, five days a week. Four days still, he stopped praying, stopped going to church. Backslid, he was off. So we were visiting a member of the church and the guy didn't want to even see us because he had gone out. He had a number of ladies who were fighting with him and the lady, his woman. Does that make sense? Because Oh, no, you, you don't need to understand. But do we understand? Yeah. The f- fighting. Because he had missed the way. He did not want to see us. He stopped going to church. He's, that, he's forgotten about Christianity. Why? Because of a simple habit that was broken. Not just him. I've heard of many, many. And that's the truth. When you are praying and you miss one day, Try to catch up quickly because after missing one day, if you are able to say that, oh, I I missed the day, it's okay. There's tomorrow day. There's there's tomorrow. Tomorrow will come, God willing. And because you missed it and you made an excuse, the next time there's a difficulty, you will miss the prayer again until that's it. For me, I try to say that there's no excuse. There's no excuse about prayer. I have to pray. There's no excuse because once I start making excuses for a missed prayer time, it will continue. Then I'll make excuses again, excuses again. Because it's a, that is the fight of faith. It's very difficult to do the Christian thing anyway. We need, that's why we need to depend on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our helper. The Holy Spirit is the one who has been called alongside to help. He is our Paraclete or paracletos, the one who has been called alongside to help. He is our helper. He is our comforter. He is our counselor. Oh, he's our ever-present help in our time of need. Hallelujah. That same word, Holy Spirit. That same word, comforter, in the Book of John is the same word in First John chapter two, verse one. He is our advocate. He is our lawyer. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. Am I saying something to somebody? So you and I must make sure that this habit is formed well. Very, very important. Otherwise, these strategies will just be strategies in theory. We need to find the time. We need to, it's it's, it's supposed to be a strategy. Strategies for prayer. Because it is not easy for all. Everyone is busy. Everyone is busy. I'm also busy. Maybe, maybe busy busier my most folk. Hallelujah. Amen. And yet, I have to. I, I cannot make an excuse. Of course, if you fall short today, like I said, no problem. You continue the next day. No problem. Never give up. Amen. Always continue. But the important thing is not to make an excuse. If you didn't work, I was supposed to pray seven days. This week I only prayed a day, or oh, I didn't pray at all. God is not fighting us. God is not look; He doesn't have a cane ready to swear. Okay, you didn't do it one week. Wow! No, 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 no. God, he's, the Bible says, I love this verse. He remembers our frame. He knows that we are but dust. He knows, and His mercies are everlasting. So God wants us to see, it doesn't matter.
1: Uh, last
0: week it didn't work. No problem. Let's try again this week. This week it was only once. Okay, I'll not make an excuse. It didn't work out. But thank God for his message. Thank God that he's going to give me another chance to prove myself. Thank God that the Holy Spirit is going to help me. Oh, we can put yours together for the Lord. Then you try again. You keep trying. Because condemnation is not for us. Guilt is not for us. There is therefore now no condemnation. Romans 8.1, I believe. It's been a while since I've quoted this. F- there is therefore now no condemnation. Glory, 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 glory. No condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. <clears throat> Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Let's look at this in NESB. There is, therefore, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Very soon we are going into uh, uh, apologetics and some of the things. I'll explain why some of the, some of this is happening. Did you see NESB and King James? There's a difference. It's the same, but they omitted. Uh, certain parts. Look at ESV also. Time is almost up. Okay, Another three to five minutes. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Okay, so let's take this one. So long as you and I are in Jesus Christ, there is no condemnation. There is what? No condemnation. No condemnation. Oh, you don't know, Pastor. You are saying there's no condemnation. You don't know what happened. I know. I don't need to know, but God knows. And he says there's no condemnation. There is no condemnation. You don't know what thoughts I have. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know. I don't need to know. But Romans 8:1 knows that you and I are not condemned so long as we are in Jesus Christ. Of course, it doesn't mean I'm not condemned, so let me do what I got to do. Hook oh, cool. Ha, ha, ha. No. It just means that God just wants us to know that we are not condemned. Any. Form of condemnation is from who? The devil. Not from God. So it means that you and I must make sure that we do not allow the devil to bring condemnation to us. Or for us, or he'll bring it. But don't allow it to seep in. Don't accept it. Because you and I, there is no condemnation. I said there is no condemnation. So if you try something and it doesn't work, try again. Tell the devil, you think you won, I'll I'll try again. Tell God that, look, yes, God, you told me to do this, it didn't work, I'll do it again. You told me not to do this, I did it, I'll try again. You said I shouldn't do this, I did it, I'll try again. You said I should do this, I didn't do it, I'll try again. And thank you that you've got the paraclete to make sure that I do what I got to do. I said I do what I got to do. I do what I got to do. So ladies and gentlemen, let's form the habit of prayer, and God will bless us. Hallelujah. Shall we stand to our feet and give thanks to God? Let's bless the Lord. No condemnation, thank God. Is there a song about that? No condemnation. Let's bless him. Yes, I don't know if you know it. Let's bless the Lord. Lord, we bless you. Oh, we give you the glory, honor, and praise. Let's just speak to the Lord about what we've heard. The grace to pray. The grace to be a person of prayer. The grace to be a person who does what they can for Jesus. Who can do what they can. The grace to to, to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us. Before I continue, you and I must remember that the Holy Spirit, the grace, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that is with us, the love of God, that's with us, that's why Jesus came, and the fellowship, and the fellowship, which means the communion when you look at Amplified contribution, participation. So the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us. So the first two are done. But you and I, it depends on us for the last. The grace should not just be a grace where we are just saying the grace as a prayer. It's nice to say it at the end. Just like there are many other prayers. This is not not like the, the end of the Bible. There are many other prayers Apostle Paul made. But this is something he was praying for them. Oh, I pray that the, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he, 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 he gave us, because Moses came with the law, but Jesus came with grace and truth. The love of God, to will experience his love. And the fellowship, so you and I must be fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. Yes, oh God, by your Holy Spirit, please help me. When I'm having my quiet time, Lord, I pray that you, by your Holy Spirit, you give me understanding of your word. Oh Holy Spirit, I need your help in this. Lord, show, show me what to do about this. Please speak to me. Lord, help me, Lord. I can't. I don't know how to pray well. I'm struggling, Lord. I pray for your Holy Spirit to give me strength. Fellowship. We must have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Fellowship. There must be fellowship with the Holy Spirit. So let's continue to pray. Let's continue to pray. As for for for, for fellowship of the Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you. I need you. We must rely on the Holy Spirit to point us to Jesus more and more. Oh Jesus, we need you. I need you more.
1: We need you, Lord. More than yesterday, I need you more. More than words can say.
0: saved or you don't even know what it means you know in your heart that you are far away from God and that if you die today you do not know whether you go to heaven or hell but you want Jesus Christ to come into your heart you want the new birth experience you want to be born again you want your sins forgiven I want you to raise your hands and let's pray shall we all repeat after me heavenly father to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that He died on the cross for my sins, and that His blood was shed for my sins, and that God raised Him on, from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Those who have prayed and asked for forgiveness, sin leaves a dirty stain in you and I. But First John one nine says that he would uh, uh, cleanse us from all unrighteousness, so we are now white. Every time we confess our sins, we are white and clean. We are clean. We are white. Our sins. This is a promise that no one can. It can never be broken. The only ones who can never let this prayer work for them is the devil and the demons, because they've committed an unpardonable sin. All of us, this verse, can never fail us. Oh, I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. Not only forgiveness, but all unrighteousness we are cleansed from. Oh, praise the Lord. Let's put our hands together for the Lord and take our seats. It's now time for us to pay tithe and give offering. To bless the name of the Lord. Some I ask, what is tithe? Tithe is 10% of your increase. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Offering is above your tithe. Just blessing the Lord with your substance. Hallelujah. <clears throat> God promises to expand our bands. Honor the Lord with your substance. Is it Proverbs 3? 8? And nine, honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruit of all thine increase. Then your are will to burst out to plenty it so much. Father God, bless our tithe and our offering. In Jesus name, amen. You can give uh, uh, through the methods on the screen, or you can, uh, if you have an envelope, you can, uh, you find the envelope at the back of the seat and you can give a good offering to bless the Lord. <clears throat>
1: The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes, he
0: makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the waters. He restores my soul. Father God, bless our tithe and offering. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Before I take my seat, we have a one-minute clip of what we are going to do. Uh, In fact, the next time we'll have it for Africa but this one is for Central America